Hey everybody and welcome to this week's mini-sode number 24, Gearing Up. You're listening to the Wilderness Tamer podcast and thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> First off, quick shout out to the sponsors. First is Dry Pocket Apparel. They are the future of swimwear that come with an integrated dry bag as a pocket with a self-sealing magnetic strip that is certified to go 100 feet down and it will keep your phone dry as a bone. So go check them out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and as well as drypocketapparel.com. Now, save you some money. Use promo code ALLCAPSWILDERNESS to get you 25% off your order. Go check these guys out, y'all. They got some new gear coming down the line this spring, and it is freaking sweet. My other sponsor is Nomad Outdoors. They have great clothing and camo options to keep you out all day taming your wilderness. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and as well as nomadoutdoors.com. Now, getting into the mini-sode. I've been pretty busy and had a pretty good, let's say, busy last three or four weeks. I've been doing a lot. I'm trying to think where to get started. Well, I'll start with this. If you have not listened to the latest episodes of the Wilderness Tamer podcast, you please do. Because I think I decided after the fact, I'm going to make Tim Gillingham's episode the season finale of season one of the Wilderness Tamer podcast. So season two will be beginning soon, and I got a pretty big guest coming on this next week before I head off to Piedmont this coming Wednesday. So uh, I'm trying to think other than that. Well, I went hunting to Elmodale, tried to, I will say I have done a little bit of hunting. Um, I figured I'd go try it out. It's been years, years, years since I've been out there. And, uh, as soon as I got out there, I mean, I got up at three o'clock in the morning, drove an hour and I'd say a good hour and a half over there. And as soon as I get to the check-in station and look at the sheet, I'm like, WTF. Y'all, it was two pages, first page front to back. Second page was front and three quarters of the way on the back was filled with names. And this place is only 1600 acres. So it's not that big, and when I immediately saw that, like I had going over there, I had high expectations. I was like, which I always do going in the woods, as does everybody. But uh, just that feeling of being on public land and feeling like you never know what can happen. Well, I get out there, and it's still plenty enough before daylight. I mean, I got there, it was like maybe five-ish, five thirty around in there. So I kind of had to stand next to the truck because I didn't want to walk in in the dark. I just wanted. I mean, as soon as I could see the old big red popping his head over the tree is when I kind of started walking in there a little bit. As soon as I could see through the bushes, in case I did jump one, I could shoot it. And I did take my rifle and my bow. I did go a little cowboys and Indians on this one because I really want to stick one. But getting back to it, walking in there that morning, I found or I stumbled upon a deer bed and a handful of deer raisins, as we'll call it. And that was about it. Other than that, I couldn't find no tracks. I mean, nothing. It was a very dry, sparse area. So that whole time, I kind of just huddled around in that area, sitting in different spots. And which I will say, it's very beautiful land. It looks good. It could harbor deer. Like if it was a private hunting club, oh my God, <clears throat> that'd be it'd be awesome if it was a little private section of land. It's just the way it rolls and it's right next to the creek. It could definitely harbor some big bucks. And I'm not saying there ain't big deer over there and there ain't deer i mean it's a good hog hunting spot there was hog sign everywhere 
I went to this one field off from the before you get to the check station, you turn off in and go, and like the whole trail around it was nothing but tore up from hogs. It was bad. So I might plan a late season hog hunt maybe or something. But anyways, I hunted that whole day, walked around, and didn't get back home till ten o'clock. So I was dog tired. Probably won't go back to that place just because I don't feel it's worth it and the amount of pressure. I mean, like I forgot even got to mention this. After I left the check-in station, going in down the main road, it was literally, for those of you that hunters know what flagging tape is, where you mark your trail, you go into your stand. Y'all, I'm not kidding. At least of every 50, maybe 25 yards, there'd be flagging tape on the right, flagging tape on the left. It was so much, I rode around just looking for a spot where I didn't see any flagging tape hanging. And that was very hard to find. At the end of it, I just got to the very back of the property, closer to the river, and I just walked in on a spot. Walked, it was I could see a guy's tape going down in the woods. And I said, "Frick it, he ain't here." And rule of public land: first come, first serve. All well. So, like I said, I, it is what it is. But I am excited for this upcoming hunt. I'm going to Piedmont this Wednesday, November fourth through the sixth. And my dad's up there right now, and he, it's been raining on him the whole time. And he said he saw a couple of does yesterday, but he said he was too far back, and he didn't feel like dragging her out by himself. So, which it is what it is. Those hills can be pretty big. I know when my brother-in-law, shout out to Carl and Cody, we went with, about the same year, it rained the whole damn time. Or the same, I think it was your last year or two years ago. And Carl shot a deer, a good little buck. And, man, between the three of us, we all had a rope on it, and it was still kicking our ass, dragging it through the hills. Now, granted, we ain't, we're still, I mean, we're young bucks and all that. We work manual labor. But it was kicking our ass, so I could understand why Dad didn't want to shoot that doe by himself. But I'm feeling good, and I hope this weather, since it's rainy up there with him, hopefully this next week will be uh, good weather and good cold. Hopefully they're running. It looks like everywhere the rut's kind of starting to kick in. I hear people are uh, seeing deer chasing and even working at the process. I already mentioned that. And I got a rant about people and their meat care. But that will be later on in the podcast. Lost my point. Uh, Pre-rut. Yes. I have from looking on Facebook and just hearing what's coming around and how deer coming into the processor. You can see that it's starting to kick in. And uh, get full swing. I don't think we're right there on it yet, but it's about to happen. And our first good cold snap, and I'm talking like 30 degrees, y'all's asses better be in the deer stand. Because that's when it's going to happen. I mean, we're right here on the doorstep of it. But, yeah, I did mention the processor. I have been doing that. This is my second year at it. And I've been going for about, a, I think, two, three weeks now since the rifle season started. And, uh i enjoy it i like doing it i learn a lot and plus it's just cool to see what all comes in i mean we've had some very nice bucks come into the place but shout out to lance man we've we've been getting at it and uh i i'm trying to think with my how i'm gonna structure this rant in a good way but not be condescending as hunters we work our ass is off to shoot a deer to harvest it in any way anywhere we can why 
what I don't get is sometimes people, they will spend thousands of dollars on gear, learn all this, how to hunt it and do all this stuff. But yet when they get the animal on the ground, they immediately have to, they just draw a question mark in their brain. They don't know what to do. I'm not saying all of them, but there is a corresponding, correlating factor nowadays to where, I mean, yes, you got your Instagram hunters to show them cutting up and everybody's got blood up to their elbows. We get it. But a lot of people just don't take the proper care of the meat. And I'm not saying this as an expert by no means, but just working in that processor has taught me so much. And I mean, taking certain glands out and just being able to break the hams down in three rounds and then the mock tenderloin, just different stuff like that. What I'm talking about is the people that think they're going to save a dollar and not have to pay the skinning fee when they get to the processor. <clears throat> but yet when they're skinning it, it looks like they have Freddy Krueger's gloves on and they're just going to town on it. Like it's a 16 year old high school girl. And then they wonder what happened to their meat yield. Or you get the deer that come in and it shot up so bad. You get, like we have one deer, for example, had a shot in the shoulder, shot in the guts, and two shot in the hams. Do y'all want to guess how much meat yield came off that sucker? Not a lot. And then people complain, like, what happened with all the meat and all, 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 and all that? Well, you shot it up. People, y'all need to learn the correct shot placement and just proper care of the meat don't rush it take your time if you're going to skin it yourself and learn to do it the right way i myself i was cutting the way i was doing it i learned this here recently i always cut a ring around just below the achilles tendon cut a y coming down the inside of the belly of the deer and go down well little did i know that cuts hair and it's as a processor you can't have hair on the body or anything like that I mean, it's food regulations and stuff. But the way Lance showed me, and he cut it, he took two slits all the way down the sides of the body, cut right above where, I guess, the udders on a doe or the penis of a buck would be, and you take that flap down, and then you flip the other flap over between the legs, and it cuts right off, and you can pull it easily. And it doesn't get as much hair on there because you're not sideways cutting it. You're going with the grain, as to say. But, and one thing, too, if you're... If you got your deer quartered up and all that and rinsing it off, got it done cleaned, please don't take it and roll it through the freaking marinade of South Georgia or dry rub, I should say, because I was skinning a deer the other night and I'm just going to give the initials of the asshole that brought this deer in because if I myself, I should have, I'll get into this in a set later on, in fact, or just hindsight. I saw this deer and I was like, what the hell? It looked like someone took it and deliberately rolled it in the gravel parking lot and threw it in the cooler. And it came in like that. And I went ahead and skimped what I could. I was pissed off. I was like, you know what, buddy? You bring this shit in. I'm going to get you what you can. And granted, that guy had like four deer in his damn box too. So I got the best meat yield I could off that deer. But please take the extra care to take care of the meat and if you do your own processing my hat's off to you i want to get into it and that's why i joined the processor in this first place so i could learn and plus i just love it whitetail is my passion i mean i could eat sleep and drink it it's just something i've always gonna keep doing until i can't no more but uh, i guess my rant my whole point of the rant is just 
everybody take a moment and not worry about what you're hunting out of or what your camo pattern is or what your bow's shooting and all that and actually learn the deer learn to break that sucker down because the way things going now shit we're gonna have to start hunting for food for the grocery prices i mean meat's just going through the damn roof as it is everything but other than that uh it's the weekend and we're gonna have a good day it's halloween so happy halloween to everybody and we're getting our first this is the first cool halloween where i've actually had to wear a flannel all day and i'm super freaking pumped i mean it is right now i think it's like 50 degrees last i checked and i'm it's it's awesome me and my wife had an awesome fire last night drinking a beer just staring at the stars it's just something about that cooler weather not having to squat swat a damn mosquito is nice i cannot wait to live in the mountains one day well other than that that's about it go check out the latest episodes go check out dry pocket apparel nomad outdoors my new episode probably will be dropping Monday or Tuesday before I leave. I ain't going to tell you who. Shout out to Tyler Rayberg. I'll give you one guess and you'll know who he is, but you won't hear this till later on probably. But y'all are going to dig it. It's a good bow hunter episode. And just to let y'all know, I'm going to be swapping it up. It's just during deer season. I'm going with the seasons and it's hunting season and all that. I am going to be bringing on a lot more trail hikers and sailors and other things I got, and even some military folk. So thanks again to everybody for listening. Thank you to the sponsors. Y'all have a happy Halloween and a safe night.